Hi there, and welcome back to Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. This episode is special because... Alright, let me just kind of go back and explain the process behind how these were getting made previously. Uh, before the first episode even went up, Mike and I recorded about 10 hours worth of material That's from me. the beginning of the story up through the end of the Midnight Crew intermission. Oh, are you adding something there? No, I just said that's me. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then Mike sent me the audio files to start, you know, dividing them up into episodes. And it turns out that my internet connection was not very good. And as a result, all of my audio, which was being recorded by Mike, <laughs> was virtually unusable. Which meant that in order to make an episode, I had to go back, delete my audio and re-record it, pretending to have dynamic <laughs> and live conversations with Mike Blaze. <laughs> um, really the dream, I think, is to <laughs> is to have pre-recorded things that I say and to be able to sit at your computer and Luke, his, just, his adoration for me hit the point where he Like, would... I was sitting at my computer listening to jokes that I had made with him a month <laughs> earlier and pretending to laugh at them. <laughs> And uh, that's what you've been getting up until now, these horrible Frankenstein podcasts that I don't think are very good. They're kind of lifeless because I, no matter how much I tried, there was only so much I could do to salvage them. Uh, but this time it's different because I convinced Mike Blaze to throw out the remaining eight plus hours of audio we've got and just start over from where we left off on the last episode. So now he's going to suffer with me, but now it won't take me six hours to make a 41-minute long podcast, which is how long it used to take. That's true. So here's my bit for the listeners. Listeners, listen, I know you're disappointed because you're like, damn it, wasn't part of Mike's lovable charm that he wasn't, like, he'd never seen anything from Homestuck, so this was all brand new to him and fresh, and won't that be lost this time? But I'm going to let you in on a little trade secret from the last time we recorded and all the stuff that we're about to go through again, which is that uh, Luke has never known this, but for the better part of the eight-hour recording session we did and some oh, other yeah, parts. Oh, uh, yeah, we haven't mentioned that. Uh, about the point we're leaving off at now, uh, from about this part in Act 2 all the way until the end of Act 3 was done over the course of a single day, and it took about eight hours. Like eight hours straight. Eight hours straight. We started at like 2 p.m. and we did not stop until 10 p.m. So here's the excellent news, listeners. That day, I was pretty tired. And for a lot of the stuff we recorded after that, it was late at night a lot of the time. So I have excellent news in that I am what some people call a sleep operator. Which yeah. means that when I'm sleeping, I can still apparently do things like send legible text messages. Or browse the internet or talk on skype to luke and be sleeping and have it be convincing enough that i am still awake and there for the conversation that like when we watched adventure time once over the internet like oh yeah he, he we got through four or five episodes and he was absolutely convinced i'd seen them and i hadn't seen a single episode that we nope. watched because i was sleeping the whole time yeah that's what's happened 
Yeah, right. I could figure that out that you really weren't taking anything in because you were starting to lose track of more and more details. And even though you were confused by it, early on you could still remember what was going on. Yeah, no. So I'm, I'm looking at this page where we're about to start, and other than the fact that I recognize Dave, I do not know what's happening here. All right, so uh, just to get you back in the right state of mind for the plot so far, John is in the game. Rose is not in the game yet. There is a forest fire that's going on, and she has had to move to her cat mausoleum in her backyard... To get power. Or to get power to her laptop, yeah. Okay. Dave is trying to find his brother's copy of Spurb so that he can use it to save Rose from this situation. Because okay. Dave accidentally threw a katana at a bird, which had stolen his copy, killing the bird and sending it down to the street below. And Dave is far too prideful to walk down there and get it and let everyone know that he just killed a bird. Understandable. He has no reason to need to go down there. The so he has gone people. out into the living room to find his brother and his copy of Spurb. And uh, so far, all he's found are a bunch of weird puppets and the weirdest puppet of all, Lil' Cal. Okay. I remember Rose going down into her basement. And I remember... That actually hasn't happened yet. Okay. I, okay, so I remember that. That's coming. Okay. Yeah, that's coming. And we I remember, probably won't get to it for a while, but it I does remember, happen. I remember him accidentally shooting out the katana out of his silly decks. Right. And killing the bird. And yes. I do not remember anything about what he does or... Okay. Yeah. Anything. I mean, just to put things in scope, we have not even actually met jade yet we don't even know that her name is jade okay well that's a shame but okay perfect i'm ready so, to go yeah go ahead and read us our first command here check out your bro's sweet gear your bro has so much sweet gear it's hard to keep up with it all sometimes here's his computer setup he's usually got a lot of stuff cooking on here at any given moment since he's not around you might as well sneak a peep Look at your brother's computer. Your bro's computer is password protected, of course, to protect all the incredible top secret shit he's got on the burners. Of course, you know what the password is, and he knows you know it, and you're both cool with that because the password is the most awesome thing it can be. Next. Ah, oh, hell no. <laughs> so, we can see that the password is six characters. It's never actually said what that password is, but it's Lil Cal. Oh. That's that's the coolest thing that password can be. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. You enter the password. On the desktop is a hodgepodge of unnamed folders to store all the stuff he's working on. No one can decipher his organization system but him. He also tends to use the application complete bullshit to keep up with the ludicrous amount of websites and news feeds he monitors to stay hit to the scene. Open complete bullshit. This is what pretty much my day consists of every yeah. single day. This is complete bullshit. So someone actually made this content aggregator. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, I look it up later, because there's absolutely this awful, impossible-to-read content <laughs> aggregator called Complete Bullshit that someone made based on this page. Uh, why do people do dumb things like this? Because it's... Okay. <laughs> uh, Check if Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff is a sweet update. Your bro keeps up with your projects in his aggregator, just like you keep up with his. He's tuned into your various blogs, and of course, sweet bro and hella Jeff. 
you navigate to the latest comic in one of the many bullshit feed bands. We're not reading that comic. Uh, but it's the comic about sports. We're now, not, when he's in his dreams, he's the star. The, it's not, him. There's no situation where we are reading any... And then the big man comes to make a dunk. We're not... Because he has the rock. We're not... We're not reading any Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff comics. Uh, I just bought a hardbound compilation of Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. Yeah, well, you know what, Luke? This podcast is called Let Me Tell You About Homestuck, not Let Me Tell You About the yeah. Shitty Decisions I Made With My Money This it, Week. It was $50, and for an extra 50 you could get it signed by Dave. Are you telling me people could spend $100, and all they're getting extra on top of that book is a fake signature from a character that can't even hold a pen because he doesn't have real arms? That is exactly what I'm saying, yes. Mouse over the orange stripe containing plush rump, because I don't want to deal with what you're trying to tell me right now. Another one of your bro's many ironic websites. The difference here is he rakes in thousands of dollars a month through his enterprise. Smuppets are a multi-billion dollar a year enterprise, and it's awfully hard to resist taking a firm squeeze from the plump udder of that cash cow. Oh my god, his brother runs a puppet porn site! Yeah, but Dave at least believes that it's ironic. I don't even- Dave shouldn't even know what porn is yet! Yeah, he's well, a kid. He does. I mean, he, look at the environment he's grown up in. Gallery, live video, marionette, bun raku, plush, foam, felt, merote, senor wenches, chin face, finger puppet. Wow. Finger that, puppet sounds incredibly the, dirty in this the context. That's most dirty one. <laughs> there's, there's a picture of a guy and it looks like he's making an elephant jerk itself off. Yep. What's going on? Stop wasting time and look for bros beta. Please look at anything that isn't this. Why are they- No. You guess you've messed around on his computer long enough. Better get a move on before it's too late for Rose, or worse yet, your bro catches you. Or it awakens something in but you. my god. The rumps. They're transfixing. You know this is ironic and all, and your bro reaches echelons of irony you could only dream of daring to fathom, but... On rare occasions, when your guard's down, it all seems just a tad unsettling to you. It fucking should. And the imagery of two plush rumps... In Reflected in his sunglasses. ...is the most terrifying thing a 12-year-old... Are they 12? Uh, 13. A 13-year-old could experience next. Oh, my god. Oh god, now little Cal's next to him. He was across the room a second ago. Next. Oh! Uh, hey, hey there, Cal. Oh, what's up, Dave? I just came to just came to jerk it to puppet porn with you. Give little Cal a nervous fist bump. The worst part about little Cal is how his eyes, like he's all pixelated, but his eyes are not. Yeah, they're like high res. Yeah, like really high res. Fist bump that puppet dog, and then next. <laughs> Urbanism. 
you're sort of starting to flip the fuck out. Without losing your cool, of course. Yeah, I, I would be fucking losing my cool a lot. There's puppet butts everywhere. Pester John to ease your nerves. Or not think about the puppet butts. You get Egbert on the line again to give him the lowdown on your progress. You feel it's important to keep the wires hot. But he's not answering. You wonder what that guy's up to. Next. His brother's computer setup has three towers. Yes. Yes, it does. It's a little egregious. Here. Here we go. You're Dave. Hit me. Hey, what is up? What happened with the monster that is totally, definitely in your room? Did you kill it? Where are you, man? Anyway, things are totally cool here. It's totally cool. Puppets are still awesome. No problems with them or anything. Like, just really, really awesome. Next. Looks like Rose is finally logged in again. iPhone. Didn't? It's fucking Yeah, sweet. he's got an iPhone. I love it. Didn't John say her house was burning down? You wonder if she's on fire yet or what? As an aside, Pest. as some fun yeah. homestuck trivia, his iPhone okay. wallpaper is a still from... Well, not still, because it's not animated, but it's a panel from And It Don't Stop, which is a comic that Andrew Hussey made about a robot fighting tournament where the robots are controlled by freestyle rappers. And depending on how well they're rapping, the robot fights better. And it's pretty great. That sounds fucking sweet. Yeah. And it's like they've got, like, they'll be given a topic, and the better that they rhyme about the topic, the more powerful the robot gets. Why? Yeah, well, I'll show it to you later. It's really cool, actually. Luke, why isn't our podcast Let Me Tell You About And It Don't Stop? <laughs> Maybe that'll... I could... Because And It Don't Stop is very short. It would take up, I like, could... less than one episode. I could get behind that. Yeah, it's really cool. Okay, well, Pester Rose, but I really like that comic. That sounds great. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Oh, there you are. John said your house is burning down. Are you on fire yet or what? No. For now, I've retired to the safety of a smaller building, which is much closer to the forest fire threatening my residence. Oh. Well, that's a relief? John told me to get the game to help you get out of there, so I'm working on that now. Working on it? Yeah, my bro's copy. Long story. Hey, don't tell John this, but I think he might have been right about the puppets. They're sort of starting to freak me out a little bit. You're referring to your brother's collection. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's cool at all. And the semi-ironic puppet thing or whatever, or semi-semi-ironic. Man, I don't even know. I'm just starting to think some of the shit is going a little far, and it's kind of fucked up. I've seen his websites. I like them. I have to break character. I'm super uncomfortable that she likes his website. Well, I don't think she actually likes his website. She just knows that it will bother Dave if she says that he, she likes them. Okay. Haha, <laughs> yeah, well, you would. Oh, man, I wish little Cal wouldn't look at me like that with those dead eyes. Jesus, sometimes I dream that he's real and he's talking to me and I wake up in a cold sweat and basically flip the fuck out. Interesting. Oh, God, why did I just tell you my dream? You're going to have a field day with that. I'm currently scrawling notes furiously into one of the many psychoanalysis journals I maintain for you. Published papers forthcoming. Because... You know, it's not like either of us have anything better to do at the moment than to evaluate each other's radically debilitating pathologies. Yeah, I'm gonna get moving. Oh, have you heard from John? He's not answering me. He won't answer me either. But I am watching him. I suspect he's preoccupied with the fact that he just had a bucket of water dumped on his head by the ghost of his dead grandmother, who also happens to be dressed like a clown. <laughs> Alright, I'm out later. Seconds in the future, but not many. 
John, what are you doing? Snap out of it! We ought to discuss what your grandmother told you, don't you think? <sighs> Fine, enjoy your stupor. I'll go about my business elsewhere. If you don't remember, his grandmother just gave the big long exposition about Skya and how he's got to use the house building to climb the gates oh, to get up to it. Right, and he's got to get to the gates and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember. Rose, deploy the punch designings. John, whenever you read this, you should know I put the shale you collected to use and finally deployed the punch designings. It's in your study. I can only drop it, though. You'll have to be the one to mess around with it and see what it does. When you're finished with your weird histrionics, maybe you could give it a try? I'm updating my walkthrough, and it would help to know what it does. Next. <laughs> John's attention has turned elsewhere, to the imps and his backyard, fucking with his shit. Yeah, they're being kind of jerks and dancing and, real and bad. And John does not look happy about it. No, he's not. He's not pleased. Not a pleased man. Also, I should probably warn you that your house and yard are completely infested with monsters now. Try to be careful. No fucking shit. Think he got that when he looked out the window, Rose. Maybe if you were actually watching what he was doing and paying attention to John's life, you would know that. Next. Fucking Rose. Women. Am right. I right? Take John. So, I can see. Oh, no, that's not how that was <laughs> no, supposed to be. No, it's At all. So I can see. Stupid lousy imps, they're mucking up all my cool stuff. Oh, there you are. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm not sure what came over me there. I was acting really crazy for some reason, but my head feels like it's clearing up, and I think I'm all right now. So if you remember, he's receiving commands from an actual person at a terminal. It's that dude in the future with the bandages. From the mayor of Cantown. Yeah, well, he's not the mayor of Cantown yet, though. We haven't seen that. Fuck, damn it. Yeah, this we're back in time. We went we're into the past. We're fucking with continuity right now. We John, are. rebuild the claw hammer and return it to the specimens. You're getting way better at this sort of thing. John, confront Pogo Rai to prepare yourself for Nana. Oh, because Nana's making him cookies, but he's sick of baked goods because he's had nothing but birthday cake all day long. Right. Thank God your sanity has returned so you can entertain extremely rational, coherent thoughts like this one. You examine the pogo ride from the bathroom window. You don't like what you see. Next. So this is a flash game where you can play as the imp on the pogo ride, and you can try to get a high score. Right. I remember this. Yeah. I don't remember how it works, though. It it works weird. You just have to kind of mash the arrow keys, and you'll right. get a score, and it's the not... Those sons of bitches. No one risks painful injury on your green slime ghost pogo ride. No one but you. And I can tell by your tapping that you're making an effort at winning at it. That's correct. What the? F oh, you gotta like time it. No, yeah. there's strategy to this game, dog. No, skip yeah, there that. is. Idiot. But let's uh, let's not worry about it. <laughs> Why this makes compelling radio? Fuck this game. Sound of you tapping. Rose, drop something heavy on one of those imps. There goes the piano. And Oop. next, now that we've seen the Gushers for next. Rose, my piano. Sorry, no nuance to these controls at all. I was hoping to bludgeon the imp without letting go of it. Guess I can't really do that. A broken piano isn't the end of the world, though. I guess you're right. You'll need to pick up the spoils in person. I can't interact with the grist. So, that means I have to go out the back door. Yes? Is there a problem? Well, it may sound dumb, but I was kind of hoping to avoid Nana and her spooky ghost cookies. You're right. That does sound dumb. Can you see her in the kitchen? Yeah. What's she doing? Is she baking? You could 
say that? Are you sure you can't get the grist up to me somehow? Uh, maybe. Rose, use Poveride to fling grist through window. Doesn't look like the grist is going anywhere. You just never know with these gaming abstractions. Next. So she rips up the whole pogo ride. Oh, perfect. Drop pogo ride in John's bathroom. John, get the grist. There you go. Now why don't you check out the designix? You can do that while I get to work. On what? Piano, level up for slaying the imp. The piano in its valiant effort has unfortunately been slain. But if it hadn't, it would have raked in so many boon dollars. You have no idea. So many. Rose, it's time to build. Nana said to build, so that's what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. Okay. But this sure is going to take a lot of grist. Looks like you're going to be busy, John. <sighs> well, what are you building? Stairs. They're fairly expensive, actually. Oh, man. I could have warned you about stairs, Rose. Which is a sweet bro and hella Jeff reference that you don't get. That's fine, I don't need to. Next. Look at her, she's laughing at Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. She's dumb. I'll try recouping some of the grist from the catwalk I built earlier. It keeps happening! Ah, good. Looks like I can get a refund for earlier allocations. I told you, Rose, I told you about stairs. Okay, consider me fully briefed on the matter of stairs. Now, if you don't mind, it's hard enough to concentrate on this without immersing ourselves in Strider's non-sequitur. Did you know he thinks puppets are cool? Does he? He's so dumb. Rose, use build grist to construct observation tower on the roof. Okay, you obviously don't have enough grist yet for something that ambitious. But you can get started with something of a foundation for upward construction at least. John, check cabinets for imps or useful items. Good thinking, John. No imps in here. Just a lot of shaving cream. Dads love shaving. It's basically all they do. When they're not baking, that is. I need more shaving cream in my house right now. John, bring what, two cans of shaving that a, cream. Is that about a shaving cream making you feel inadequate? Well, yeah. Also, I don't have any shaving cream, so thanks for the reminder, Homestuck. For once in your life, you're actually fucking useful. John, bring two cans of shaving cream. You capsule log two cans of shaving cream, just in case. You never know when you'll need to bust out a hilarious shaving cream Santa beard to ratchet up your prankster's gambit. Your telescope goes flying out the window. John, ride the pogo ride. It's a little cramped in here for any sort of proper reckless pogoing. You'll just grab it and hang on to it until the right moment presents itself. Next. The towel floats back down to the rack. The circle of stupidity is complete. Rose, check up on Nana Quinn, see what's cooking. Holy fucking yeah. shit. Yeah, she's making a lot of cookies. No kidding, next. And the imps are stealing them. Make oh, way. are they? Oh, oh god! Oh fuck! Nana fucked that imp. Yeah. high lasers. John, make your way to the study. Please avoid Nana's high lasers. Oh, the imps are getting a little outrageous. You're no kidding. What is he holding? The clown face? That's it's a, weird. It's a bust of a clown. Next. Oh my god, there's a lot of imps here. Looks like the imps have taken a shining to the crook's truder. Crooksite and black goo everywhere. Ride the slimer pogo and one-up that imp. Well, okay, it's not a slimer pogo, but you mount it anyway and brandish your deadly armaments. Ride your steed to victory! Oh shit. <laughs> he fucks those imps up. Yeah. Next. 
Pokedex is incredibly dangerous! Flip the fuck out! Let's see how they like the old double barrel lather blaster. Whoops! Oh shit! <laughs> Next. Ooh, took some health off. Mr. John, respectfully ask that you please stand up. Oh shit! Don't move or the pogo gets it! Now, sir boy, flee from the boorish rabble post haste. <laughs> he runs up the wall. <laughs> nice and stunned, dude! Next! Oh, there comes the refrigerator. Oh dear. Oh, the poor and the cookies on top. Refrigerator, level up for slaying the imp. The refrigerator skyrockets up the edge ladder to a new rung, five-star General Electric, and earns two hundred eighty-five moon dollars. <laughs> Things are really looking up for this feisty appliance. It's a good, it's a good level up. Yeah, he's made it pretty far. Well done, John. Polite congratulations. For some reason, you feel a sense of positive reinforcement. Wherever that feeling is coming from, it sure is a welcome change from your erratic moods earlier. Now, my civil fellow, I have a well-mannered query to ask. I blocked the entrance to the study to give you some space to work with the Designix. John, Imp's behind you. Should I take care of it? You trapped your PDA again, didn't you? Why did you have to pick up all that stupid shaving cream? So pointless. Rose, drop something heavy on one of those Imp's. Oh, there was a there was a blank capture card under the safe. <laughs> and then he dropped the yeah. safe. <laughs> oh, the safe busted open. Colonel Sassicus. Colonel Sassicus. He's so sassy. John, might I bother you for a can opener? Oblivious to the commotion behind you, suddenly you find yourself pondering the whereabouts of a can opener. You think there's probably one in the kitchen, but the path's blocked by your refrigerator. Next. John is completely unresponsive. What the hell is that nincompoop doing? Years in the future. But let's not get totally carried away here. A studious eye darts about a page like a honeybee gathering the nectar of wisdom. I gotta click this out. Yeah. I? And we've seen that the <laughs> the wandering vagabond, wait, wait, wayward vagabond, that's it, is mm -hmm. studying his human manners book and then eating the pages. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> Elixir known as tea. Everyone is polite. <laughs> Absurd. Vestigio fourth digit is cantilevered. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go back yeah. and next. Okay. Appendix okay. 3, Screen Captures, Part 1. I can't take as many as I'd like to for comprehensive documentation. For what it's worth, here's what I've managed to collect so far. More captures forthcoming. Alright, so let's just click through these real quick, because they have little captions that are... Okay. We'll just go to the first. Co-player John assesses environment after transition to medium. Followed by Sprite, Sans Kernel, prototyped once pre-hatch. Completely useless in this form. Severed from Suburban Grid, House remains mysteriously powered. You know what? We're skipping these. They're boring. Yeah, I agree. Let's keep going. Rose, construct loft above John's room. Important thing is she's taking screenshots. Mm-hmm. And she's using the chimneys to build a higher platform. Mm-hmm. Next. 
And you made a platform. Next. Ladders seem to be a bit cheaper than stairs. Fellow John, it appears we have reached an impasse. Yes, it seems so. The opener dilemma remains unsettled, most unfortunately. It is unfortunate. I guess. What, what are we talking about again? But it has been a pleasure nonetheless. I like that there's no motion there, but you just see an imp in one panel and then a piece <laughs> of furniture the next with some grist. Yeah. Winning is the rose. Thanks for the courtesy. It's not really necessary, but thanks anyway. Oh, but thank you. Uh, oh, okay. Thank you so very, very much, dear favorable small primate. <laughs> Rose is just <laughs> screaming into her pillow because John won't answer her. I shall take my leave now, John. Until next time. Wait, where did all this sweet loot come from? And why is there suddenly a crumpled hat on your head? John, gather grist and exime the... Ex, ex, Examix the designix. Ex, examine the designix. Words. Feeling especially economical with your behavior suddenly, you scoop up all the grist in the room and turn your attention to the punch designix, all in one fell swoop. The device features a countertop station design with a keyboard setup, not unlike an old-fashioned computer. There's a blinking red light and a diagram etched into a panel. Next. So we got something with a capture log card. Yeah, and then you punch something in, and then you put the card in the thing. Yep. Hmm. Rose, answer Dave. Now we're talking. Damn it, Mike! That was... That sound effect actually worked pretty good with what we're about to do. Yeah, but I've got a pester chum sound effect I already use. Okay, well, you can just put it in there, then. Ah! Ah. Okay, wait, hold on. Why am I getting into this stupid game for you? You're the one who should be wrist-deep in puppet ass. What is the specific problem? The problem is that I am up to my goddamn neck in fucking puppet dom. You know you like the mannequin dick. Accept it. I'm enrobed in chafing, wriggling, god-fucking-damn puppet pelvis, and obscenely long, coarse Kermit cock is being dragged across my anguished face. <laughs> Let's put this into perspective. You put up with the puppet prostate because you love it. Also, coarse is a good word. You don't seem to harbor any sympathy for the fact that I've burrowed fuck deep into lively, fluffy Muppet buttock. I'm whirling in the terrible cyclone at the epicenter of my own personal holocaust of twitching foam noses. It's like the fucking apocalypse. It's like the fucking apocalypse of perky proboscis here. Like the proboscalypse, I guess. Are you gonna start rapping about this? What? No, no, listen. <clears throat> Prong of flesh, bereft of home, found soulless twixt a cleft no, of foam. No, no, oh Jesus, no. Of apocalypse your thoughts eclipse, a painted pair of parted lips, that dare through kiss to stir the air, that teases tufts of orange hair. And though faces flush in lovers' fits, hands snug and plush as gloves befit. Okay, Dickinson, if you can shut your perfumey trap for like half a second, this is serious. I'm just saying, if I see one more soft bulbous bottom being like, kinda jutting out and impudent or whatever, I'm gonna fly off the handle. I'm gonna do some sort of acrobatic fucking pirouette off the handle and win like a medal or some shit. 
Then let's hope there will be a squishy derriere somewhere below the handle to break your fall. John, observe back of the first visible capture log card. You flip over the top card containing your pogo ride. Anytime you capture log something, a new code appears in the back of the card. You've always wondered what that code was for. Damn, these things are hard to read. But then you've never really found any reason to decipher them. Until now, perhaps? D-Q-M-M-J-L-E-K. I did that in like two seconds looking at it. Why don't you get your fucking head on straight, John? Examine reverse side of hammer card in the Strife Specibus. Looks like cards from your Strife deck have codes, too. Enter capture code as seen on back of the Pogo Ride card. You enter the code D-Q-M-M-J-L-E-K into the keyboard. At least you think that's what the code is? The red light switches off. A green light begins blinking. John, insert the card. Now he's got a punch. He's got a punch card. John, type in N capital Z. Z oh nope, don't do that. You're gonna screw that up, John. Type in lowercase N capital Z seven capital U lowercase N six capital B capital I. In the interest of due diligence, you enter the other code and repeat the process with that card too. Both cards are now punched with different hole patterns. Attempt to retrieve pogo from card. Oh well, that should just be a simple matter of uh oh. It looks like it's trapped now. You don't see how you can access the item anymore, or store a new item there for that matter. These cards are pretty much useless now, and the items they contain are toast. But maybe all's not lost. Recalling from your experience with the pre-punched card, you may be able to use the cards to replicate the items in question. Assuming you got the codes right, that is. Mash keys heedlessly. Not quite through with your cowboy empiricism just yet. You mash at the keyboard to generate a random code. You enter DSKJHSDK. The design stops you after eight characters, which appears to be the maximum length for a code. The green light goes on, signaling its readiness for a card. Next. You figure you might as well burn the shaving cream since the product is not exactly at a premium in your household. You also figure you might as well merge the two cans onto one card. You're a little sad your dad isn't around for this. You have a feeling he'd get a real kick out of the idea of duplicating more shaving cream. Next. You punch the card with a pattern that is in no way related to the card for the item it contains. This should make for an interesting experiment. Mad science is a lot of fun. Next. Unfortunately, you just burned another card in the process. Your deck is really dwindling now. Maybe you should have thought this through a little better. On the plus side, you just freed up your PDA, which is overflowing with the pent-up chatter of anxious pesterers. Next. Wait for it. No, maybe don't wait for it. Okay, go ahead. Next. That's confusing. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, next. Here comes a thing. Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Through the wall, next. Bathtub. <sighs> okay. Gushers! John, answer Trump's. Puppets, awesome. That's really all there is to say on the matter. Turntech Godhead changed his mood to rancorous. John, I'm about to throw a bathtub through your wall. Watch out. Next. Wow, that was so totally unnecessary. I made a shortcut upstairs. I thought it would be a good idea to get up there and try the cards as soon as possible. Also, you weren't being terribly responsive. You you mean these shitty stairs? Man, look at these shitty stairs. They are so narrow. How am I supposed to climb these? They're perfectly navigable. 
I'm saving on grist for now. If you keep slaying foes and collecting grist and expanding the cash limit, we may not need to be so economical with our resources in the future. Next. So why didn't you just build a way up through that hole in my dad's room? Have you ever been in there? No. Exactly. That's what we... <laughs> we missed the one important thing from that screenshot page. When she tried to take a screenshot of her of his dad's room, she got nothing but a black screen. Oh. Right. So anyway, exactly. Huh? I'd rather not get sidetracked. I'm more interested in further exploring the mechanics of the game than watching you discover what sort of outlandish Harlequin decor your father keeps in his room. Oh, come on. What's the big deal? I'll just climb up and go right through. Will you? Yeah, why not? Are you saying you've never wondered what's in there? Or why it's been kept a secret from you? Well, I mean, yeah. Then trust me, you won't be going right on through. Wait, are you saying there's something, like, troubling in there? I don't know. What do you mean? What do you see in there? I can't see in there. Oh. But I don't have a very good feeling about it. <laughs> Whatever. I think I can handle a few more stupid clown paintings. Rose, move punch cards to John's room. She does that. Rose, drag some Cruxite dowels up to John's room. She does that too. John, collect grist and examine the safe. You swoop up the bountiful supply of grist generated by your co-player's recent exploits. From now on, it'll probably go without saying that you'll nab any grist lying around without making a big fuss over it. You check out the busted safe which has made a noble sacrifice in battle. Some of your father's odds and ends have spilled out, including some old newspaper clippings, and two rather hefty tomes. It's a fair bet that these books comprised at least half the weight of the safe. John, examine family tome of home humor. That humor. Isn't that how humor's spelled in Canada? Yes. Then why don't you know how to say it? We don't have to talk about why I can't say words right now. Don't we? No, not even a little bit. Are you drunk? Uh, well, no, not, nope. <laughs> okay. Drunk on you, and okay. a little high on summertime. A little reference from the country music fans out there. It's another copy of Colonel Sassaker's daunting text of magical frivolity and practical japery. This one looks really old. Perhaps an original printing. Could it be the same one involved with your grandmother's unfortunate accident on that fateful day? Dad would never speak a word about it, but maybe Nana wouldn't be so tight-lipped. If you recall, he has never heard the story of how his grandmother died, other than it involved one of these books. Presumably falling on her and crushing her under the immense weight. I don't even recall that, so that's good to know yeah, now, I guess. it happened. That's how his Nana died. That's terrifying. Yeah. John, examine... Well, I'm not done reading! Okay. You give it a cursory perusal. It appears to be similar to your reprinting, listing all the japes and chicanery you've come to know and love. You capture-log it, thinking you may give it a closer look later. John, examine contents of the safe. The Fatherly Gent's Shaving Almanac. You take a look at the other book. You're sure Dad thought this was a scintillating read, but it looks pretty boring to you. Maybe you'll crack into it someday when you're old enough to shave. Everything in this safe was obviously very important to your father. You wonder why he kept it locked away from you. Some things about him you'll never understand. Next. The Common Hornographer. Space Rock Knock Local Berg's Block Off. 
populace oblivious to broader significance of events, assuming there is any, which there definitely isn't. Shortly after 4am today, a downpour of meteors in a residential neighborhood became yet another instance in a pattern of recent rocky cosmological phenomena. The incident, aside from property damage and loss of life, was downplayed by authorities as not all that big a deal. It seems he's been collecting scraps from the news over the years. These articles go back decades. So, few things to note. First of all, you can see at the top that this released on Monday, April 13th, 1990 something. So it was on 413. Okay. And the 90s was when John was born. Mm. Also, it happened shortly after 4 a.m., which 413 would be shortly after 4 a.m. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. Now you're getting it. And the last thing of note is that other scrap of paper says Crocker Facility Leveled, which would be referring to Betty Crocker, which John hates because he doesn't like baked goods. But apparently Betty Crocker somehow fits into this larger mythos somehow. I don't like this comic. <laughs> At all. Alright, well, on that note, we are going to have to wrap things up for this week. We're all out of time. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and to follow Mike at Just Blaze, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening.